0: and salutations and welcome once again to the Capeless Crusaders live at the time from the safe house. My name is David Barry at D.R. Barry on varying social media platforms. As you can tell, the faces are different. There are faces in places, but not the same faces anyway. I'm joined this evening by my lovely wife. Introduce yourself. Oh,
1: hi. Uh, Caitlin Barry, just hanging out. Kate Barry, if you really want to find me on varying social medias, I don't have a platform
0: for you. I was busy making uh a new plaque today for Son of Mander, for oh. Manderson's new uh Twitter handle. He's in the chat room. Ooh. Uh, new Twitter
1: handle.
0: But but then circumstances change and he's not here. Uh we are not joined this evening. Let's see if I can list everybody. We are not joined by Son of Mander, aka Manderson. We are not joined by Amy, I Jane you Robot. Um, we are not joined by Estes, uh, the Azorian one. We are not joined by Tom at Tall Dark, not only on everything. We are not joined by Curtis at Calm Down Warning at Excellence Romeo at Black Dragon FC, I believe is his new Twitter thing. Anyway, um, it is the day after a convention. And because it is the day after a convention, we are tired. Stuff comes up. So we have a slightly uh, smaller podcast staff than we normally do yes i said staff um and if a, a baby wakes up then we might be even smaller shorter staffed. we also have dogs in here this uh, this on this week's episode so that's they're always,
1: sleeping so they're fine
0: but they're but they're adorable and they might get on camera at some point anyway of course the capeless crusaders are brought to you in part by computer booter your local computer repair retro game shop video game lounge where they have uh yeah you gotta figure out where it is uh, where they are still they, they got the, they got the PlayStation VR it is there for you to try it if you want to. um so on this week's episode, Of course, we are going to go around the horn. We're going to talk about some comic books, aka I'm going to talk about some comic books. Maybe people in the chat room will have some around the horns. We're also going to go over some news, uh, a little bit of information about WrestleMania last night because there is a WWE comic, so it counts. And then we're going to talk about Silicon Valley Comic Con, which is where we were this past weekend with press passes, schmoozing, rubbing elbows, not hanging out with Stan Lee, never even saw his face, which was, uh, but anyway... If you want to find anything related to The Capeless Crusaders, you can find it at thecapelesscrusaders.com. That is your hub. We just posted a blog entry up there from Son of Mander about our most recent Dungeons & Dragons campaign. You can find links to all of our social medias, our Patreon. If you want to support us, you can give us a little bit of money every month. That would be nice. If you're on here and you would like to sub to us, if you're on Twitch... The sub button is up above me somewhere, as is the follow button. If you are watching this on YouTube, it is down below. You can like, subscribe. subscribe, and comment. And then if you're on audio, again, just, you know, carry on driving and wasting an hour on your way to work. So, when we are in the safe house, as we are right now, don't ignore this. You don't need to know where what else is in the safe house. Uh, We are surrounded by comic books. When we go to Comic-Cons, we like to do a little something called Round the Horn. (laughs) Took
1: everything not to do that.
0: I appreciate it. That's why I married you, because you wouldn't do it. When we go around the horn, we go around the table in a circular fashion, except for the fact that we no longer have a circular table. We have actually probably never really... For sure had a circular table four years ago last week we did start this podcast and it was a rectangular table with shoeboxes on it and we go around the horn we go around we talk about what comic books we've been reading this week um we're not going to go around because uh i i don't require my wife to read comic books for the podcast like i require the rest of them uh but i don't require them to be here either apparently <laughs> um but i read a lot
1: oh always
0: i always do and of course round the horn is brought to you in part by empire's comics vault our local comic book haven that's where we get all of our books from for the most part
1: to be fair i feel as though i read comics every month or week or day because he shares them with me.
0: that's what i do day. so she read all of these yeah, basically. In, in a way sure uh empire's comics vault go down there hang out with ben um go for the comics stay for the pugs and the hot sauce he has mm. hot sauce now Ooh. um <laughs> Yeah, we got some Round the Horns already getting shouted out in the chat room. By the way, welcome, chat room, if you are in here. Thanks for hanging out. Uh, So I read lots of things. First, I'm not going to go over all of them. I'm just going to kind of run down them very quickly. I reread all 15 issues of Monstrous. By reread, I actually only reread three of them because that's where I'd stopped. And then I read the rest. Monstrous is an A-plus book in every way, shape, or form. The storytelling, the emotions they deliver, the artwork... Everything about Monstrous is A plus. You need to do it. Speaking of A plus, I also read Seven to Eternity. I read all nine issues of Seven to Eternity. Again, A plus artwork. A plus storytelling. Unique storytelling. Really good thing to hop on. If you're looking for something a little lighter, they're both emotionally heavy and dark stories. If you're looking for something a little lighter, Runaways, I did catch up on all mm. eight or nine issues of Runaways um from Marvel. Um, still a little kind of dark, but it is uh the Not what the show is based on. The, sh- the show is based on the original run by Brian K. Vaughan. This takes place after that run, so they're all a little bit older. Um, so it's a lot of fun. Um, Christopher Anka is the artist, and he's always fantastic. The other thing I read was I caught up and I read all 12 issues of Black Bolt, which just ended, Saladin, uh, Ahmed, and C.J. Ward did an awesome job with a very um, intergalactic, solar, whatever, what do you want to call it, uh, artwork and uh, an extremely emotional story that follows Black Bolt basically being sent to a prison in his brother's place where he actually loses his ability to shout and destroy people with his voice, so he has to get out of it Mm -hmm. without that, and once he gets it back, he has to then learn how to convey emotion again without it. Uh, Because, by the way, Medusa's gone, and she usually reads his mind and conveys his emotion. Really good. You should check it out. The other thing I finally read was Batman Year One. I actually burned through that trade in about... An hour. Wait, you
1: haven't read that one before? I've never
0: read Batman Year One. I
1: swear I've heard you talk about no, it. No,
0: I've talked about it. I've talked yeah. about it. I've never actually read it, though. Okay. Um, I picked it up recently. Fair. I needed to make a certain amount of, on Amazon for me to get a free shipping. So I was like, comic book. So I got Batman Year One, which is the basis for Batman Begins. It's an awesome story that basically tells the year when Bruce Wayne comes back from his travels and becomes the Batman and follows Commissioner Gordon, which quick aside i feel like the movies did not do justice to the fact that jim gordon had a military background and was an awesome like hand to hand fighter they did not do that in the movies they just made him like a cop he was a good cop but in the book he's got kind of a shady background cuz we don't know why he's transferred to gotham but he's also like an like a badass
1: in the movies did i don't remember him having a big enough role where that would even have come up though
0: i mean it it could have because he did help crack down on the the department and that's really what it was okay. is like they, they could have add i mean they didn't have to add this but in the comic he at one point gets jumped by a bunch of mass men and they tell him like watch your back like we'll see you at work tomorrow because okay. a bunch of other crooked detectives okay and so what he does is he then gets his revenge by tracking down the lead detective who did that when he's wasted and then he beats the crap out of him and that guy's so proud he's not gonna say that he's gonna say he got mugged by like twelve guys. Yeah, I guess. So he basically kind of carves his way in. And in the okay. movies he still kinda of did that. He kind of he had a bunch of former crooked cops on his side, and they didn't really focus on that. But I, I feel like they could have added to that. Unrelated, however. So that, that is about does it for Round the Horn because Wait.
1: Um Anderson read um Birthright.
0: Birthright, yes. So, you know. so birthright is uh, it is on issue 30, I believe. I am about seven issues behind. It came out of nowhere. I, I guess I dropped it a couple months before the baby was born, and then I need to pick that one back up, because that is a fantastic story as well. Again with A-plus artwork, A-plus storytelling. Thank you, son of Mander, for being in there. God, there's cats in here. Um in other news, speaking of news, we, uh, we might have a new news monkey, but apparently mm. he is a news orangutan, which... Alright. Whatever. I don't know. Here's the sound. I don't know why we're getting a news orangutan. I don't know. I, I still don't understand why we have a news monkey. Regardless, only a couple pieces of news this week because I wasn't paying attention to any of it. Um, first off, in a couple of months, um, Image Comics is going to be showing appreciation for the unsung heroes of the comic book industry, which is the colorists.
1: Oh yeah! If
0: I told you, like, name a famous colorist?
1: No. Couldn't if I told
0: be. you to name a famous writer?
1: I mean, Stanley Jack boom. Kirby. Um,
0: boom! Jack Kirby was a writer. Yes, as well, as he an was, artist.
1: and I learned that from the AMC. See, here's the comics. Yeah, but he, you know. And if I told you to name
0: it. a famous artist, Jack Kirby. Well, yeah. You, I mean, anyone can name writers and artists, but no one can name colorists or letterers. And I'm going to be 100% honest, those people are extremely important because if without them, you just have black and white pictures on a piece of paper and text in a script because no one has put it on the paper. So, colorists are an extremely important. Brad Anderson. Thank you, son. Of a man. He's really excited. Brad Anderson, uh, he is a colorist from Marmaduke, okay. and he's all, but he also does comic books. And <laughs> yeah. um, of course, Madison loves him because I believe Madison, your dad's name is Brad. Is that what it is? Regardless, <laughs> um, so colorists are extremely important because if you ever look at like a landscape on a in, in a comic book, you're like, wow, look at the color. The color is so lush. The artist didn't do that. The artist drew it, maybe inked it with black and white. Some artists are also colorists, however. So there's some who do both. For the most part, though, it's usually I've drawn this. I'm going to pass along the colorist and the colorist is really going to bring it to life. They're going to add the shadows. They're going to fill in. They're going to give the different colors. (laughs) Forgot what she was doing to my feet. (laughs) So Image Comics is showing their appreciation for colorists by doing something that I personally love because I love Spawn. I love Todd McFarlane, and Todd McFarlane is drawing the cover for Spawn Issue 286. Now, the, the standard cover will be black and white. It will just be his artwork. There will then be... There will be six, at least six, maybe seven variant covers. They will all take the same black and white image, and they will give it to seven or eight or six or seven or eight different colorists, and each one will give their interpretation of how they want it to look. Dark backgrounds, light backgrounds, solid white on his his, uh, armor, glowing green on his armor, which is a spawn kind of a thing, too. So it's going to take and basically show you how different the same piece can look when the colorists have it in their hands. They can do so much.
1: So question about colorists. Do colorists normally like, have full range and control of that? Or is that something, like, the artist kind of says, like, um, this is the vibe I'm going for? Because we watched that AMC Comics um documentary series, which is so cool. And it seemed like the writer um normally gave the words, and the artist was, like, almost in complete control of, like, what they were drawing. So right. does the colorist kind of the same way? Like, do they take the words and the images, and then from there they pick the color? Or does the comic book artists kind of say oh i wanted to have this sort of a look or feel or so
0: so it varies okay. it, 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 it honestly it can vary team to team um for example you have someone like jonathan hickman who mm-hmm. will literally draw write color ink and letter his own book so he has complete creative control yeah. so if he has something in his mind he can get it on paper um the same way um certain uh Writers will give a script to an artist, they can say, This is the way I want this panel to look. But the artist can obviously reinterpret that. Mm-hmm. But if they do too much different and the writer doesn't like it, depending on the writer, like if this was a Stanley Jack Kirby kind of a thing, they had a great, you know, they had a great they had great chemistry. But if it was maybe Stanley and some new guy and the new guy, you know, took some uh what I'm looking for. Leeway? Yeah, it's a little bit of leeway, Stanley might be like, All right, man, cool. Give me me the artwork I asked for. Got it. So colorists are kind of the same way. Like, if you have a well-respected artist and a well-respected colorist, they might not even need to really communicate. And they can get what they need to do done. If you have a newer colorist, they might be like, okay, well, you know, I want this to be blue. I want this to be green. And then they can kind of...
1: Isn't all, like, the colorist stuff done on, like, computers and stuff now, too? Because it used to... I know it used to be, like, inked. So So they don't ink them anymore, right?
0: Some still do. Oh, I didn't rarely. know that. I there, thought for
1: some reason they didn't. There are.
0: So a lot of them will still, they will do, like, the black ink. Okay. They'll ink that in, get rid of the pencil marks, and they'll scan it in to be digitally colored. Okay. There aren't a lot of artists now who do actual paint and actual, it is Does it, does is it change the digital. look
1: of it? I mean, I, I assume it has to. Like, 100- is there one, like, is it, like, cooler when it's, like, still inked? Or is it just kind of like, uh eh?
0: So with the way the, the, with like the type of paper that books are printed on now you don't see as much of a difference okay um because it's all that that glossy stock and when you see it digitally like on a compu- on like on an iPad or on a computer it also kind of doesn't really have that can't really tell the difference okay. and that being said if you have someone like um if you have something like witches which is the which is the horror book written by Scott Snyder um if you follow along in the after the story ends each week um his artist would actually explain the way he would not just do, he wouldn't just uh, pencil and an ink and then color it. What mm-hmm. he would actually do is he would get a piece of paper and he'd splash with watercolor. Mm-hmm. And then he'd scan it in mm-hmm. and basically create a filter in Photoshop and like turn down or turn up the, uh, the, op- never pronounced. Opaque? It. Yeah, the, the opaqueness, mm-hmm. opacity?
1: No, uh,
0: I don't, I don't it, know. It's spelled O-P-A-C-I-T-Y. It's one of those words I never hear anyone say it, but I always see it written. Anyway, so they, he would adjust that, and then basically lay it over the top, so that he has all this artwork, but then it has like these weird, like creepy splotches. Interesting. So while it's digital, mm-hmm. it has that watercolor like feel to it. Yeah. Okay. So it it depends. It it varies artist to artist. Really. Interesting. Um, for the most part, most people have moved into Photoshop, or 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 something like that for the coloring. Um, but you with with that with like a Wacom tablet, and and. Like those, those like a lot of a lot of technology now can mimic paintbrushes and pencils so well.
1: That's true. That you I almost that wouldn't that know. Way. Yeah,
0: yeah there, there are some there are some artists who will literally like they'll click and they'll select an area and they'll just dump color in and they'll add shading to it. But if you watch like if you watch a video of Todd McFarlane sketching, like mm-hmm. it's all on a Wacom tablet, but you would never know like the way he does his cross hatching and stuff because he was still he was still back when they were penciling and inking yeah. all hundred percent real. Um, hmm. he came from that and he brought that over so he, he, he it looks like it's pencils and inks but it's all digital Um. so yeah that's a wonderful question
1: the more you know
0: the more you know so I will be getting all of the variants um, and I really hope that Image keeps going with other comics and basically being like getting the, the standard artist to draw black and white and then giving it to of. so Cars.
1: right now Spawn Todd
0: McFarlane, Spawn is the only one doing it. Spawn is the only one. Yeah, they've they've, they've announced. Okay. Um say,
1: so. It's not an image move. It's like a
0: Todd McFarlane. It's movement. a Todd. I mean, he's. It's one of like the Seven Kingdoms of Image. So it's oh, it is know, an image move. Still. And image is saying it's like they're calling it almost kind of like a movement. Like you know, like basically like we 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 appreciate our artists. Like we we appreciate our colorists. Are you so hashtagging right now? It, they did. It was a hashtag. Oh, okay. I can't remember what the full hashtag was. So it seems like it's something that they would probably want to do. Because they always do that, like with with like the twenty fifth anniversary of Image, they recreate a bunch of classic covers. I remember that. That's why I was
1: asking. Since it's only Todd McFarlane, they've only announced one. Okay, but
0: I think they're gonna do it with more. It just (laughs) seems like a really good idea.
1: It Uh, does seems cool. I you showed me the variant covers; they were really cool, and it looks like completely different, like books and stories, and orange
0: sky, blue sky. Yeah, it was was pretty cool. And of course, I love Spawn, so gonna have all of them. So, in other news. Prepare yourself for this one. This is a oh, no. weird one. Uh, it is now rumored that Woody Harrelson yeah, will be playing Carnage in the Venom movie. Okay, So for those okay. of you who don't know who Carnage is, you should. Um, a little comic book and video game in the 90s that a lot of us had called Maximum Carnage. When the character really got his breakout. So the idea is that Venom... The Venom symbiote is an alien creature globiness that attaches to Peter Parker. Um, Peter Parker, then uh, through their symbiotic connection, basically Venom takes on the form of the you know the web slingers and the spider logo. It basically becomes a spider suit. Um, when it eventually leaves him, it takes over Eddie Brock. Eddie Brock is angry, bitter man, and they become Venom, and they become this awesome supervillain that is being played by Tom Hardy in the Venom movie.
1: Have we seen a carnage in a movie before? Because that's gonna never seen carnage. Okay, because that's what I was gonna say. That that's kind of my. We've only
0: seen Venom, and it was terrible. It was Eric Foreman. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, it was oh, Eric yeah. Foreman. It was awful.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Um, the CG was okay. Like once, like he put the suit on and he became like Venom. Like he looked fine, but everything else about it was terrible. Everything <laughs> else about that movie was terrible. I
1: mean. Speaking of the new one, I mean I think Woody Harrelson's a good actor. I could
0: so that's the thing. see him so, so doing Woody to it. Woody right? Harrelson, Woody Harrelson's one of those people, he's kind of a character actor. Yeah, for sure. Where you can just associate him with just these like iconic roles where he just melts into the character. Um
1: all that's coming to mind is Hamish, but I know he does so much. That's
0: exactly what I was thinking. Haymitch in, in the Hunger Games, um, uh Zombieland. Like he was great in Zombieland. Um he's he's done all kinds of stuff. He was a. Tommy actually
1: might be a better reference.
0: He yeah. was wonderful on Cheers. Anyway, um, so again, for those of you who don't know, after Venom went to prison, a piece of the Venom symbiote broke off. It basically spawned another symbiote, and it bonded with um, Woody Harrelson's character, um, who I'm blanking on his name all of a sudden. Cletus Cassidy, Cassidy. Why am I? This is hard. I hate when this happens. Anyway he is a psychopathic murder, uh, murderer. He's not a psychopathic mur- murderer. That'd be murder. weird. He's a murderer. Murder. Um, and so the, uh, the symbiote basically becomes a new symbiote with a black and red, uh, outfit. It is awesome, and it becomes carnage. And carnage, um, is just a Masochistic beast of an uh, of a monster that uh, Venom and uh, Spider Man then have to team up in order to take down in the Maximum Carnage comic. People are wondering if that's what the Venom movie is going to entail because um, it is showing Eddie Brock in San Francisco, which the whole thing was that um, punish. Uh, Not oh, sure. Venom moves to San Francisco, um, and Spider Man joins forces with him to fight these murders and things that are happening. And words words are hard hard words because there's a long weekend a lot of things happened this weekend including something yesterday kind of a big thing and that was the showcase of the immortals yes wrestlemania was this weekend and it is relevant because there is a wwe comic
1: unless like nikki bella and john cena announced a baby i'm kind of like uh
0: again brie bella was in the audience
1: Really? She, I thought she was home because she posted a picture with said baby watching said dad well, in the thing.
0: Eh.
1: I like she, Nikki and Brie Bella. Daniel or Brian, someone else posted it.
0: Daniel Bryan kissed someone in the in the crowd. So. No,
1: it must have been her. She must have posted that from someone else. I don't know. I did see her wearing the Yes shirt. Yes.
0: yes. Regardless. So, WrestleMania. Quick review. I give it a six out of ten. Right out the gate. Um, That's
1: actually higher than I thought you were going to give it based yeah. on what you said earlier.
0: I mean, it was seven hours. <laughs> yeah. Dragged on. Um, the booking was strange. The matches were decent. The booking was strange. which And that's really what it comes down to. Okay. You, you can have two wrestlers and put them in a ring and they can have chemistry and they can have a good match. But if the story doesn't make any sense, mm-hmm. you, c- you can lose me. You put two guys up against each other for no other reason than these two guys want to fight each other. Like, it, it, it's not good. As opposed to if uh, you build this long story between two people, it can just give you such a better experience yeah. once they tell that story like that build up exactly in sure. the in the ring so it it had its moments um Ronda Rousey making her WWE debut um fighting in a uh WrestleMania in a WWE ring against uh with Kurt Angle against Stephanie McMahon and Triple H was actually a show stealer for me um Kurt Angle Still can go. He doesn't. He's not as fast as he used to be. The man never gave up wrestling. He left WWE, kept wrestling. He's an older guy. Still got it though. Triple H looks like a million bucks. Stephanie McMahon always been awesome. Ronda Rousey kind of worried.
1: Has her acting gotten better? Her acting because it was bad when I watched her. Like I mean, I watched her announce live that she's coming back. You know, with that whole show thing, and it was was like actually kind of painful to watch.
0: So her acting in ring where she wasn't talking on a microphone was was good okay because you have to because you have to act concerned you know you have to act concerned for your friend you have to act okay. outraged that they're taking advantage of the rules you have to act hurt you have to act like you're ready for it like that yeah, yeah she yeah. had the okay. facial expressions and the shouts and stuff great
1: I'm gonna be honest i'm surprised it's, just because yeah, no, even watching her at the royal rumble and like watching her even walk out it was kind of
0: yeah it was awkward it was, it was awkward and yeah. painful so she looked great um she, her moves were yeah. much cleaner. That was the other thing is her moves weren't exactly clean when she first started, um, which I mean, you're used to actually sure. hurting people and now you have to not hurt people, but make it look like you're hurting people. Going from MMA into professional wrestling, there's not a lot of people who do it successfully. Sure. Either you weren't that good of an MMA fighter um, or you have a steep learning curve. <laughs> um, Ronda Rousey, Ken Shamrock only two people to really successfully transfer over. Brock Lesnar was a pro wrestler first, then went to UFC, then back. So he already had that background. Shinsuke Nakamura, he was also an MMA fighter in Japan, but a professional wrestler at the same time. Um, so it's it's kind of like they, they have that that experience with them. So overall, six out of 10, Ronda Rousey actually just kind of stole the show for me. Uh Nakamura versus AJ Styles for the title. I'm skipping around because most of the matches were kind of blah. The tag team matches they were fine they weren't great and the stories didn't matter um the title match was a dream match because we saw aj styles versus shinsuke nakamura last time we saw that was in new japan pro wrestling it was amazing but then it was the end of a story it was a culmination of a story it was a big blow. this one it's the beginning of a story you can even feel like the, the match didn't go as long as we thought it was going to and it does end with nakamura losing seems like gracefully giving the belt to aj and then hitting him with the low blow Uppercut to the crotch, I think and, and uh, that then has now set up Nakamura being the bad guy going after AJ's title. Uh, the universal title match. No one cares. I hate Brock Lesnar. I hate Roman Reigns. Anyway.
1: Hey, I know one thing. Nia Jax won.
0: Nia Jax did win. Yeah. That actually was a pretty fun match because Alexa Bliss and Nia Jax have the huge size difference. They managed to play that that fun, like... She was small, but she was scrappy. She'd kick you in the mm-hmm. legs and try to take you down. But then Nia Jax would just pummel her. Uh, like I said, tag title matches, kind of lame. Um, Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan versus Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Oh,
1: yeah, wait. So, Daniel Bryan's return match wasn't even good?
0: He, he was fine. They did the classic. They yes, got jumped. Yes, they they yes, kicked him out. Yes. Like, he he was out. He was getting uh, attended to, so he was gone for a really long period of time. So, like, half the match was just Shane McMahon getting beat up. And then he comes out of nowhere and he's not really hurt, but he is really hurt. And he comes back and wins it all. And you get to see all of his classic moves. But I think Steve's and I were even were even kind of talking about this, that they felt like they didn't want him to go 100% because they were probably still a little worried. Mm. They didn't want any suicide dives from him because that's how he got his multiple concussions. Um, we got to see his, you know, his patented moves. We got the yes lock. We got the running knee. We got the yes kicks. The, the yes movement was still alive and yes. well. Daniel Bryan looked great. Yes. Otherwise, the match was kind of weird. Um, The stipulation was strange. It sounds like Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens may have debuted on Raw tonight um, because they were fired from SmackDown. I mean.
1: I mean, I really only know people from Total Divas. So, I mean, when you say names, I'm like, yeah, that person. Naomi
0: won the Women's Royal Rumble.
1: I do like Naomi. She's pretty great.
0: Yeah, that's about it. No, Manderson, no one likes Brock. I mean, some people do. I don't know. I'm sick of him. I anyway, just like
1: the Divas.
0: This weekend, when we got home, we got to watch WrestleMania. But where do we get home from, you say? You ask. Crowd, Everyone ah. asking. We were in San Jose, California. She was, I wasn't. For Silicon Valley Comic Con. Now, the question is is it silicon, silicon, silicone? I know people say, because like silica, they say silicon, silicon valley.
1: I've never heard that before.
0: Anyway, Silicon Valley Comic Con is hosted, put together by none other than the great and powerful Waz. See,
1: I think the real question, sorry, but the real question is, did you meet David Tennant?
0: Okay, these people don't even know that David Tennant was there.
1: Yes, they do. Everyone knows David Tennant was there.
0: Anyway, well, can I I say what the con is? No, because
1: that's the real question. That's just all I need to know. I didn't meet David Tennant.
0: I would have told you that. Leave
1: my house.
0: This is my house, too. You
1: had every chance.
0: No, I didn't. 18. I had no chances. You
1: were in the same place. I'm
0: sorry, did you give me a budget of $120 to meet him? No? Exactly. Anyway, Silicon Valley Comic Con is organized by Steve Wozniak. Yes, you would know him as one of the original founders of Apple Computers. Um, now, the Woz, big fan of both pop culture and technology. He combines the two um, into a convention where we have television, movie, um, writers, Comic books, comic book artists, um, and a lot of actual scientists. Like we have legitimate stop rubbing the cats. Cats, man. Um oh good. Who joke? Good. Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate that it seems. Um what was I saying? What else does it have? Uh, oh, Scientist. and it also yes, yeah, science. We actually had, I mean, we had like world-renowned astrophysicists, uh, we had representatives from NASA there. We had the first um first African American woman in space mm, she was there that's cool. um yeah there was it was there was a ton there's tons tons and tons to see um so it took place at the san jose convention center uh, it was a three-day event we were there as press no nothing to nothing to sneeze at um so it was myself amy and manderson um we had a great time we had a lot of fun i think yeah we had fun with science
1: well, so when they said technology, because mm-hmm. um, I was talking to someone about this, what they meant was like TV. That was the technology side, mm-hmm. or was it like there was like there, other there were tech? There,
0: there were engineers. There were like,
1: do they have booths like how no. like celebrities have booths, mm-hmm. and you had to like pay to talk to them? There was, was oh, no,
0: there was rate? there was only a couple of the science and technology side who had like like photo ops and stuff because only a couple of them are actually like. Like recognizable. Well, famous. that's
1: what I was gonna say. Like who? No, they
0: they had booths. Well, um, oh, I, I'm gonna for, I'm gonna forget his name. I'm gonna Google him real fast. He's basically like the only astrophysicist I know like by name besides um Good Stephen. Good job
1: knowing him by name. Well,
0: I I mean I'm not saying I'm great with names. Um, please don't be loud. Please don't be loud.
1: So loud.
0: Uh, da, 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 see da. right
1: there in the very beginning, David Tennant. He was on the website. I can't believe you were in the same building and you didn't see him.
0: I did see him. I didn't meet him. You asked if I met him.
1: How close did you get to seeing him? Like, like, like you could see his face?
0: I could have spit on him. No, oh. I couldn't have. Oh, no, just... um, where is he? So you didn't get to that panel. Uh, I, I watched let it on TV.
1: Okay, watching on Thank TV. You. Being Doctor. In the same room Doctor. Mean the same Michio
0: thing. Kaku. One of the most recognized astrophysicists in the world. Um, he was there. It was awesome. No, Sheldon Cooper was not there, you dingus.
1: That would have been cool um TV too.
0: So he was he was the only one that's like recognizable uh to have like a booth and get like autographs Ooh. and stuff. But a lot of them still had they didn't have like booths in like celebrity row, but they still had booths on the con floor. Okay. So you could well, go. That's what I was yeah, you could go and, like, you could meet and, like, you could learn. There was guys, like I said, guys from NASA, women from NASA, like, talking about space exploration. Oh, um cool. They were engineers. They were, like, uh, there's this company that does, like, motorized, like, handheld remote, like, motorized longboards. Mm. And they had, like, demonstrations. Like, Plus, like I going to
1: ask, do they have, like, activities like, oh, yeah. to, like, get kids involved? The, there was a science or... fair. There was
0: a whole big science oh, cool. fair that kids could go to. Um, didn't we didn't say... go because... We're not kids. Uh, it would have been weird, I think, if we'd walked in there. We looked at it. It looked really cool. Like It looked like there's a ton of I fun mean, activity. I mean, are
1: You could have walked in like, there. No, it no been, I, like, we're passing if, if, if
0: Morgan, like, when she's a little bit older, totally. Like, it'd be awesome to take her. Pierce, Jackson, Thomas, Rory, um, all the children that we have. I'm blanking on Curtis's kids' names. We just have a lot of kids. Um, So many. So many kids so the science side always really cool unfortunately okay. a lot of the science stuff was uh i got back half of it was outside last year and oh. because of the chance of rain they did not do anything outside everything so it felt a little tighter inside than it was last year there wasn't as much room space to walk around it could be because there were more there were just more people in general more booths and stuff but yeah. also a lot of stuff had to be inside that okay. was outside last time so everything was limited to the one main building Um, Which, I mean, it's like three ballrooms and, like, all this stuff. Like, it's not a small building at all in any sense of the word. Mm -hmm. So, it's a super fun convention, as always. Um, Tons of vendors I was able to track down. Because if you know me, you know that... Is that a baby crying? I think
1: so. Uh, You know that... Keep up on my
0: science. Okay. You know that I am a a spawn collector. um, And I have almost every spawn comic ever printed. Um, unfortunately, I have some gaps uh where they were basically uh they printed less of them, and it was uh difficult to track them down. so I did track down spawn issue number one twenty three which is a big win for me um, I got some random swamp thing comics it was really good um the one thing I will say about a lot of the vendors is they were not like some of them had some random boxes of of back issues, a lot of them had like slabbed and graded. Like CGC graded books. So for those of you who don't know, CGC, um, they're a group that basically will grade uh, a comic book. They'll inspect it, and they'll give you a grading out of ten, which can determine its value. They'll also seal it in a case so that it maintains that value and that grading until opened. Um, the problem with that is one, you don't get to read the book ever again. Uh, two, it kind of artificially inflates the price, and they kind of get to set what a book like. And you might be able to get the book on the you know out of a box, you know open for twenty dollars but if it's slabbed it's three hundred dollars it's kind of crappy and a lot of vendors had a lot of those which was really to me is really upsetting like if you're literally all you have is slabbed comic books and you're at a convention as a vendor i'm not going to want to go to you because your cheapest book is going to be 40 50 bucks like they had long boxes full of them they had racks full of them it's like okay half and half like give me some like just loose books to flip through like let me find some random old gems and some fun old books like Seriously, you want me to just look at slabbed books? That's something that was kind of kind of upsetting to me. Like just kind of I mean, it you know, you're you're running a business, which I totally get, but it just wasn't, you know, that's not what I want to see on, on my on my con floor. Um, other things that we saw. There's tons of tons of great cosplayers. Um Exactly, yeah, Manderson, that I I agree. It's it's nice to see it's nice to see those rare books. And i not I totally like I love when, when the vendors have, you know, like gold, golden, silver age comics, but, uh, Vance, one of the dogs to come back. He's thanking you for bringing the dogs back. No problem. Um, it's, it's awesome to see like, like these, these stands that have golden silver age comic books, but when that's all they have and they're slabbed like that's, I, to me, that's lame. That's like, that's, that's that it's just, it's, it's not, it's, it's, there's a, there's an. A certain type of collector that wants that and it's not the general public like i like flipping through books and finding a comic that i could buy for three dollars Well,
1: i was just gonna say like when you're trying to fill pieces of your collection you don't want to buy a whole slab to hope that you get like one or two especially because when you're buying the slab i'm assuming you don't get to look through them first no 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 the, the
0: slab the slab is the cgc the where they're slabbed they're oh, sealed oh yeah i
1: misunderstood
0: no yeah no there's they're 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 encased in those those cases so they had long boxes just full of those slabs
1: Gotcha. So they they're all So you can go through but they're just graded. Oh yeah, so but like... but you can't
0: actually look at the book which I'm That's obviously not, yeah. you you know the grading because it's printed on there. Yeah. But it they get to in, in, inflate the price. They get to be sure. like, "Hey, this book is $50 sure. where you could get it out of a box for 5 and you might be a collector that doesn't care that it's got some, you know, wear on the edges, but you might really like having your books slabbed, pre-slabbed, I guess. I don't know. I'm not a fan of that. So um we had a lot of fun over the, 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 the two days we were there. We were not there on Friday. Uh, like I said, cosplayers, there were some intense cosplays. We've already posted Ooh. some on our Instagram. Um, you can find that at uh, thecavelouscrusaders.com. It has a link to our Instagram page. We were posting them all there. I found one of the best Plastic Man costumes Ooh, I have love. ever seen, um, which meant tights like all the way up here. Hanging out. No, no, not hanging out. That was the thing. It was oh, all, yeah. everything was.
1: Meant as a joke. Tight. A
0: um, Solid. Because it's, it's always cool uh, to see like interpretations of characters. It's also cool to see people doing like really calmly accurate. Like we met, um, we, met we already made a lot of new friends on, on social media. It's a really cool way. You just tag. You, you, you basically just like, you like hashtag costume, hashtag cosplay, hashtag Silicon Valley. They will find you. Like they will track you down. So like we tagged like a guy who was a Blue Beetle. We tagged a guy who was Iron Man, and someone somewhere knew that guy, and that's well, why you're not on the show. Uh, and they were able to like ta- they were able to like tag them and then bring them over, and now we've made a new friends. So we made friends with the Blue Beetle, Hashtag the Iron new Man, friends. the Vulture. That Vulture mm-hmm. was really good. I need to post. We have a bunch more that I'm gonna post posting tomorrow. I didn't want to overflow everyone's social media uh feeds but I will be blowing it up some more tomorrow mm-hmm. with some more uh pictures Vance don't don't <laughs> don't make this worse
1: you I'm awesome dangerous. and I just emphasize I
0: know you're awesome that's why I married you
1: <laughs> So because I feel like I know David Tennant's doing a bunch of stuff, but, like, everyone knows him as the Doctor. Did yeah. you see, like, a lot more, like, Doctor Who than, like, there maybe were, you would have yes. seen otherwise? I had a reason for asking. do were sound exasperated. No. Like, asking about David well, Tennant.
0: But, but, but the reason he was there, like, his panel was about Jessica Jones. Oh, my
1: God. I forgot he was in Jessica Jones. <laughs> Don't Sorry. slam the
0: table with the mic.
1: Barely slammed it. Just but, but it. yeah,
0: Kristen Ritter and him were there together. They right. did their panels together because they were in Jessica Jones. I forgot. But, obviously, there were... 12 dudes dressed as the 10th Doctor. Um, A handful of dudes as other Doctors. There was one person who was actually dressed as the TARDIS. That was pretty cool. Um,
1: Like a box TARDIS or like a dress?
0: No, no, there there was two. There there was a guy in a blue suit that was meant to look like the TARDIS. Okay. Then there was one person who actually had like... They had gotten like a metal Like imagine... You know how our hamper is like the metal tubes like from IKEA? Yeah. It's like that, but full size. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's like it's like eight feet tall. And they and they had like basically draped curtains to oh. look like the sides of the TARDIS. <laughs> oh, so they could just roll so around cool. as That's as the TARDIS. It was it was really great. <laughs> um so yeah, so David Tennant was one of the guests, along with Chris Turner, they talked about um talked about uh his experience with um the word Jessica Jones, his other roles. Um, there was a lot of really cool times. We're not going to show you the hamper, Vance. With your j- not going to debate, not going j- j- to me tonight. Um, so David Tennant was cool, but there were also a lot of other guests, and I mean a ton of other guests, like a certain Stan the Man Lee, who uh, I had the you know the good luck, uh, the 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 well whatever the, the word money. Name. Yeah, the money <laughs> to see him a couple years ago to get a signature to get a photograph. Um he was even more
1: Did you get to actually like like see him? No. No, he
0: no. He, he was kept in he was kept in a very specific area. Okay. He was not in the celebrity row. Okay. He was not he well, was I figured that. none of the meet and greets and photo ops, like they were all in one place, so he didn't have to go huh. anywhere. Um, he really
1: is getting old. He's me.
0: he is getting up there. I mean, he just just you know recently beat pneumonia. Like
1: that's
0: true. So they did not want to move him a lot. He had a lot of handlers. Like he had a specific area. So I we couldn't even see him. Like you couldn't see him from where you were because you know that would have just bogged people down. Like it's the line true. the line was already just all over. The- yeah, that's true. Yes, a pope mobile for Stan Lee. That is really what we need. No, uh, cool. the, the, get the, get the CGC to build him one. Like grade him like nine point five. Get it because he's ninety five years old. <laughs> so. Stan was there. Um we also had I'm gonna just start listing off people. We had um both Django Fett and Boba Fett, not Ooh. the original Boba Fett, the young Boba Fett from the original trilogy. So okay. the guy he's grown up now. I'm just so gonna
1: say, so he probably doesn't look anything Nope, like nothing he did like then. Kid
0: Boba Fett. Right. Um we had both Wally and the Beaver.
1: Oh so from
0: Leave It to Beaver, we had the whole Cleaver clan. <laughs>
1: That's kinda cool.
0: Um we had uh
1: wasn't Christina Ricci there?
0: Christina Ricci was there, no. Kate Sackhoff from Battlestar Galactica, oh, okay. Mads Mikkelsen. Mads Mikkelsen, my man. He's a wrestler? No. no. Mads Mikkelsen, bad guy from Casino Royale. The guy we took, we got, I got a picture of him. Bad guy in Doctor Strange. You seriously not know? Uh, the main, <laughs> characters, the main character's dad in Rogue One. Are you right. serious? Do you watch okay. movies when I watch movies? Hey now. Mads Mickelson. I'm tired. Mads Mickelson the was there. The beaver is pretty old. Uh his Wally is older though. uh um,
1: <laughs> so Shut up, man.
0: So uh so yeah, so uh Mads Mickelson, uh Ian McDiarmid, aka yeah. The Emperor. See,
1: I know who that is. Uh um, visualize.
0: Yes, uh Jewel, um I believe name, her last name is Stale. Um she is can't remember the character's name, she's the engineer on Firefly and Serenity. Um, mm-hmm. I think is her real name. Uh, yeah, Hannibal, yeah, Mads Mikkelsen is also Hannibal Lecter. Um, Ray Park, who was um, the Toad in the X Men movie, and got it, yeah, more famously, um, Ray Park was of course Darth Maul in oh, episode mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Um, a basically, I wouldn't
1: know him without makeup though, I'm gonna be honest. No,
0: you, you don't, yeah, but it's like if he had a bald cap on, I'd be like, okay. <laughs> I could see it. Uh, so Darth Maul was there. The Emperor was there. It was pretty good. Um, um, Freema Agumon, um, who was the Doctor's second, uh, David Tennant's second companion.
1: Oh, yeah, Martha.
0: Third? Yeah, Martha. Second, yeah?
1: His second. Yeah, yes. because she came before Doctor. So Martha
0: was there. there. were There were a ton, oh, a ton of people there. Now, on the comic side this is where I got to have one of my favorite experiences of the entire con. So I have a couple of comics in my possession. One, I have the four issue miniseries that was written by Chris Claremont, drawn by Frank Miller, inked and colored by Joe Rubenstein. That was the Wolverine. That was his first solo book outside of the X-Men. Classic cover. Ah, Kieran. Thank you, man. Good to see you. (laughs) Dayline. Anyway... um, so, uh, so the the classic Wolverine cover is him gesturing with the the claws popped. Awesome cover. Wow. Um, so I got to meet Joe Rubenstein and um. He, in Carney fashion, charged me $10 to sign that book because I wasn't buying anything else, which is totally worth it. I didn't want him to sign all four because that would have been $40. And I'm like, ooh, my budget was not exactly high. <laughs> so I got $10, got Joe Rubenstein to sign my book. I'm going to try at SACCon. I'm going to try to get Chris mm-hmm. Claremont um, if I can give my book to Amy. But she was supposed to be here tonight, so I give her that book. Uh, so the other side of Joe Rubenstein was Marv Wolfman. So Marv <laughs> Wolfman... Was I got
1: it as Steve's. I looked it up. I
0: know. Marv Wolfman, um, classic DC writer, like Teen Titans, um, uh, Titans, I should say. What what I, what he's probably most famously known for? I mean, some people might argue, mm-hmm. but Crisis on Infinite Earths. He was mm. the writer of Crisis on Infinite Earth, which has basically set the bar for DC events, and pretty much they've tried to recreate it a half dozen times. This whole multiverse idea, the idea of the multiverse being attacked and being damaged and being crushed. So Crisis on Infinite Earths, written by Marv Wolfman. I had issue number three. Um, it was in a shoebox. Uh, the maintenance guy who works for the property manager who we go through, he came over to our house and he saw the comic book stuff and he said, hey, I have a box of comics I found in a condemned house. Do you want these? And I was like, yeah, sounds good. And he's like, I don't know what's in them. Don't tell me what's in there. And then I open it up and I'm like, I'm not going to tell you what's in here. <laughs> so, like Crisis on Infinite Earths, Wolverine, like all those books were in there. So I went up to Marv Wolfman and he just had, now mind you, I married a woman who is 89% 92% 89 89% 99. European Jew. So when I say this, I mean it with pure honesty. He just had the most like classic like old New York Jewish man voice. Like it was perfect. Like I lo- when he talked, it was just like uh, it just it, it made me comfortable It made me happy. Um I don't know why, but anyway, <laughs> Marv Wolfman, I asked him, I said, what was it like to, to, to write Crisis on Infinite Earths, like this huge DC event? And I'm not going to do the voice, fans. I don't want to get banned from Twitch for being <laughs> culturally insensitive. Um, but I asked him that, and he actually, and he's and it's just the humblest way. He's just like, I didn't think anyone was going to be talking about it in 30 years. He thought he was just writing. They just basically gave him free will to write whatever book he wanted to and he did and he said i thought people were going to be excited for the universe that dc was setting up afterwards mm-hmm. cuz they used that big event to to start new storylines and like like everyone always does it was a big relaunch of all the titles and so he thought he was just kind of writing a, a story that was going to be fun and no one was going to everyone was going to forget little did he know that the crisis infinite crisis all these crises came out of the crisis on infinite earth so, um, he, unlike Joe Rubenstein, he only wanted $5 for me to sign his book.
1: So nice.
0: And he immediately said, as soon as he, before he signed it, he's like, is this for CGC? And I was like, no. Like, it's issue number three, dude. Like, why would, it's, it's, I just found it a shoebox, like, I was really waiting to sign it. And then he signed it. And I wondered if he would have denied me or charged me double to, if it, if it had been for CGC. Really nice. He was really cool to hang out with for a minute. Um... I mean the other guy the other artists who were there. Like we're talking Jim Shooter, classic like editor at Marvel, founder of Valiant Comics, um, mm. local some local. Uh, was
1: co- Neil Adams? Is that his name? Neil
0: Adams was not there.
1: That's like amazing. Arthur I feel Adams. Like Arthur.
0: Arthur Adams was there.
1: No, but Neil Adams, who I'm talking about. No, right?
0: yeah, Neil, Neil Adams. He's the
1: one who's like at every single con who we didn't yeah. realize was so. The AMC documentary guys, check it out.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, Neil Adams will be, I believe, at Pandemic, which is the one coming to Sacramento.
1: SatCon is pandemic no pandemic is, F-
0: F- is from the people who did wizard world okay yeah
1: there's a lot of cons now i can't keep up it's, it's i'm just really being difficult.
0: honest so one of the things that i really appreciated about silicon valley this year was a lot of times you go to artist alley it's just prince and not not prince as in purple rain um as in P-R-I-N-T-S so artist interpretations as you can see I've I've got a bunch of them over here so it's not original artwork it's um it's just like there (laughs) there was one guy who just drew Overwatch characters there was one guy who just drew random like anime like waifu kind of style um but there were actually a lot of Original artists with original artwork there for the first time in a while. Like oh. I saw people like selling their comics.
1: So like expensive stuff we're talking. Like if you're selling original art, or you just mean like their comics. I'm an
0: original. Like they drew it.
1: Got it. Like it Sorry. wasn't. It
0: wasn't like gotcha. them drawing Daredevil. It was like they were similar prints. I mean, some of them had original artwork for a lot. Um, but like we met one guy um who had basically created this like steampunk universe over the last like twelve years. He finally brought all of it together. That's cool. And and it's. And, and and Vance there's always a place for buying like prints like there you, you, there's sometimes you're going to see like those mashups you don't see or someone's interpretation of a character like there's this really cool like Roadhog and and Junkrat from Overwatch but they're really cute and chibi like hanging out with each other like
1: We have like the sad drones. Yeah,
0: like th- that stuff is always really cool, but it's always just sad to see when that's all it is, when that's all it is and there's no original artwork. So it's nice to see artists out there selling their stories selling their characters and like standing behind it it's really cool to see because there's always a place for the 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 guys who are doing these awesome interpretations of classic characters but it's cool to see people you know putting themselves out there and being like hey this is my character that i made this is my story um and it was awesome to to get to hang out with some of them and get to chat with some of them uh we met a ton of local we saw fuzzy joseph our friend fuzzy joseph um
1: was newly there
0: Newligan was not uh, Nulogin was at C two E two in Chicago.
1: What C two is that? It is uh, kind of yeah
0: Comic. we well, add
1: it to the con of cons list that Vance.
0: Yeah, con of con. Uh, um, Ramon is Villalobos? Con- Ramon? No, Ramon was at C two E two.
1: I take it that's a step. It's up a Chicago. From... It's a
0: big one in Chicago. Okay. Yeah, that that had like Jason Aaron and all like the big guys from Marvel. M- Brian Michael Bendis was out there. Um, I mean, honestly, and that's the thing. Silicon Valley is it's it's not it's a Comic Con. They don't have a ton of like big name comic book artists and writers because I think they just it's it's only its third year I think and I think it's easier to get pop culture people faster than it is to get comic people because comic people aren't necessarily always making money Mm -hmm. but like when you bring in like David Tennant and you charge 120 dollars per autograph and there's 150 people in line as soon as they bring him out you're making money off that. So yeah, would you have dropped one hundred twenty dollars to go?
1: If I had the money. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, I would have done a lot of things if I had the money this weekend. Um, I'm just saying. So Doctor. the the cosplay was awesome. The guests were awesome. It was Manderson's first con. It was Did a lot they of do fun. like
1: um, we've been at smaller cons? Do they do like um a fashion show with, like, yes. the cosplayers or, they like, did the contest?
0: The Geek Fashion Show. So it wasn't, there was a cosplay contest and there was the Geek Fashion Show. What's the difference? So cosplay contest is anyone can enter and they just bring in, they, they go up there and they walk on stage and they're, and they're cosplay and they get voted for the best cosplay. Okay. The Geek Fashion Show is there, there's an organization that's been it for 10 years. They actually get designers who design geek and oh. nerd-themed clothing.
1: Cool.
0: Or there's one who was a Lululemon salesman. Um so
1: gotta make that money yeah,
0: so there was like there's a a woman um who her her brand is called Lord of the seams called Lord of the Rings themed but
1: she makes LuLaRoe or she just because no, you can't
0: that that's not what
1: i'm oh I was confused by the
0: there I'm was i'm which... gonna i try the list and i post <laughs> I... Don't... so there
1: there
0: there were like four or five designers, and one of them was not a designer, one of them was a LuLaRoe salesperson. Okay. But what she did was she got all of like the geek Disney themed like specific like stuff that would sell well at a con. She actually had a booth where she was selling LuLaRoe and she put together some looks, some LuLaRoe looks that were like there was one that like was like Gryffindor colors. It wasn't like mm-hmm. Gryffindor Lularo, but it was Gryffindor themed. Smart. And like they would like so it was like a Lularo line. There was Lord of the Seams, who was all Lord of the Rings themed. Hers <laughs> were so freaking cool. Like that I just, really I was cool. all about her stuff. Um there's one um a designer who makes like uh um onesies. And so it was all like like animal like and they had like an octopus onesie. It was really cool. It was fun to see. Uh, we got to, and Marissa Garcia from Chunky Girl Comics. She oh. was actually she walked um, for Lord of cool. the Seams um, and for the 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 onesie the onesie line. Um, Vance, you're lucky. I don't boot you for terrible puns like that.
1: I like puns. Keep them coming.
0: Anyway. So there was yeah, so we hung out at the geek fashion show. That was a lot of fun. Um the cosplay contest, there were so many good cosplays. It's really cool. it was weird though. I heard people like commenting like people like, "Oh, how is this con?" And they're like, "Oh, I saw more cosplay at that other con." And I was kind of like, "Are you looking at the same people I am?" Maybe maybe there was just
1: I mean, if this attracts like the tech and like you know there were, there were
0: definitely so, I mean, a lot of people who weren't in cosplay but there were but i
1: just i meant so maybe that was like offsetting if you see so many people not dressed up because they're there for science
0: because i mean like there was mcthor mcthor yeah. and the fast food avengers yeah, so, so cool. mcthor is this guy who's been cosplaying for a long time as ronald mcdonald mashed up with thor he got together a fast food avengers it was amazing jack in the box doctor strange um did leave the tv Jack of the Box, Doctor Strange, um, Agent Carter. Oh, Rue, hey man, how's it going? Um Agent Carter Starbucks.
1: Wendy's Black Wendy's Widow. Wendy's Black
0: Widow. Yeah, um cool. Nick Fury, Long John Silver. Um, yeah, so a lot of times Saturday Saturdays there are definitely usually more cosplays. A lot of cosplayers will do like their like um their like comfy or like Casual cosplays on Sundays. Mm-hmm. Vance, there are um, the fast food Avengers pictures are going to be going up tomorrow. Um, I They're pretty I was, funny. I was just working through. Yeah, there was oh Panda Express Hulk, who was just a giant panda like tearing through his clothing, and he was just, and when I saw him, he's like orange chicken. Need orange chicken smash. <laughs> so funny. there, there were a lot of uh, there were a lot of really solid cosplays. Um, it's just always just.
1: I think fun. it would have been cool since it was kind of like this tech one if you had seen some like people dress up as like famous like scientists like there's buzz aldrin
0: see well buzz aldrin was at last year that was
1: well i mean but you know but that I, stuff, feel, I feel it i feel you it's like dressing up like the doctor because david Tennant's there no <laughs> that, that there?
0: was true that that would that would have been i don't know I don't <laughs> it don't just
1: think... been cute. there
0: would only been like a handful of people would be like oh that's a uh she she's a she's a woman in a lab coat <laughs> She's dying from radiation. It's Marie Curie. There, there it is. Like You a, would
1: have to get more creative, but it could be funny.
0: You could you could mash them up, mash For them sure. up with superheroes. That would be cool. I don't know, but uh, it was it was an awesome convention. Uh, every year so far has been a lot of fun. Um, we're really excited to go back next year. Um, yeah, Anderson, you can go with Sheldon Cooper. Sound you're a bean pole anyway. That'll be fine. You just got to wear your contacts. That's
1: funny. That would work. I like it.
0: We'll see. We'll see what Bazinga.
1: happens. I don't think I'm invited back.
0: I mean, sometimes you are. So we had, like I said, a ton of fun. We had actually a lot of good food, which was, like, usually, like, con food can kind of suck. But San Jose, you guys... Like,
1: in the con it was good or, like, outside God, no, no. We, we,
0: didn't, we didn't pay for that. Oh,
1: well, the way you said, like, con food, I assumed you meant, like, in the usually con. Usually
0: stuff around stuff. the con even sucks. But this, I mean, we had, like, sofa market. We went to a place called Vietnam's. Some great Vietnamese food it was a lot of fun. Um, Tom did join us on Saturday. Okay. Um Tom Tom was hanging out, he was promoting him and Nerdon. We figured out maybe what we're gonna do with our joint collaboration. Uh overall, very successful weekend. Like the, the the kicker, my favorite part, and this is why I saved it for the end. Oh. So exact Ruru, that's exactly how it's spelled. It's Vietnam's just like that. It was yeah. delicious. So some of you may know, we have a friend of the show. His name is Tim Munzee. Um Tim is on Twitch. Uh, He's Tim the Woodworker. Um, he streams himself with his, with his saw, um, carving all kinds of different stuff. And um, he does a lot of comic book stuff. Um, this year, he carved a, sp- a special thing for Steve Wozniak and for Stan Lee. Got both signed, gave one as a gift.
1: I mean, you also have a special one.
0: I do. No, I do. I have a spawn Personal. one. It's awesome. So... He works with Project Wish Upon a Star, which is an organization that basically is a, is a non-profit that raises money to take a kid who is sick, uh, take them and their family, and go to a convention. Um, so last year, they uh, a couple years ago, they took this boy named Lucas and his family to Stan Lee's LA Comic Con. We got to give him the whole experience, put him up, it was a lot of fun. Lucas has since beaten said cancer. Yay. So Lucas and his family were there at the Project Wish, a Star, Wish Upon a Star booth. Now, I don't know where they got this idea. I need to talk to Tim about this. But Project Wish Upon a Star has a cow named Star. It is a plaster cow that is mounted on wheels and is painted multiple colors. It has superheroes painted all over it. It has Comic-Con logos painted all over it. And they take it to conventions. And they get it signed by famous people for charity. So they got Stan Lee to sign it. Do they they have
1: to pay the famous person to sign it?
0: No, because they say it's for charity. They go up to them. and they say, Hey, will you sign this for us it's for oh, charity? Well, not- um so they have Lou Ferrigno's signature on there, which I found out Lou Ferrigno does not do like charity stuff. Um, because he's worried about being getting conned. Um, Stan Lee, Stan Lee's daughter, um, Lou Ferrigno, just everyone who was at this convention. So I was talking to our friend Tim. We were kind of hanging out, and I was just asking him about, you know the con was going if he'd met Stan Lee and then all of a sudden the cow started to roll away from me and Tim's like oh walk with me and I'm like okay I'll just I'll walk and talk with my friend Tim and all of a sudden I realize I am now escorting the cow down celebrity row so cool. I don't even realize this is happening yet I'm just like oh we're going along we're going along I'm talking to Lucas's family they're great they're really nice like I said met Lucas and we were talking about superheroes all of a sudden I realized that I am looking down the back of this cow directly at Mads Mickelson and Mads Mickelson is just sitting there tapping a Sharpie, looking at this cow coming towards him with this group of people. And he's just kind of like, he's confused. Like he's maybe, he's just like, is this an American thing? Like <laughs> what, what's going on here? And we went up to his handlers. Cause everyone, all big famous people have handlers and they have managers. The handlers are usually volunteers, managers are their employees. So they went up to the the handlers and they said, "Hey, we were wondering if Mads would sign this uh, this cow. It's for charity." And they gave him a flyer so he could go see it. And Mads Mickelson got up and he was he came over and he was just like, "Never signed a cow before. This is gonna be good." Shakes Lucas's hand, takes a picture with the family. I'm gonna be posting those pictures up as well. Um, gets a spot, signs it, gives everyone a wave. Super awesome.
1: Yes. Question about the cow. Because I think I'm confused. So I get that they get people to sign it. But what...
0: Like, is the point? Yeah. I don't know yet. Okay. Like, so do you I, think they're gonna, asked, like, maybe
1: auction the cow off? I, it's got, I, like, hell so of I, I asked that.
0: I asked if they were going to sell it. They said no. I think I think it's just the idea. Is it's just kind of... It's, uh, a, it's just something to feature at their booth. Okay. It's a conversation piece. Okay. Because when it's you say also... for
1: charity, like, I assume that they're, like...
0: Well, so Doing what? What I think it I is guess? is because they because they go when they take the cow to get the signature, they took Lucas up there. Lucas okay. gets to meet these famous people, so we got this little boy who survived cancer and he gets to meet all these famous.
1: Okay. So I think
0: that's kind of the point. <laughs> um. So before I even realize what's going on, I'm still kind of scared of Mads Mickelson, as everyone else apparently is in the chat room. Me. Before I realize what's happening, Tim Muncy, this beautiful man, this beautiful woodworking man from Fresno, California. He has walked over to the next booth on Celebrity Row and he has gone over to that handler and he said, Hey, we're Project Wish Upon a Star. I was wondering if we could get Ian to sign this cow. Ian McDermott, aka the freaking emperor of the Galactic Empire. Okay. So he goes over to to their handler, and they then in turn pass him off to um, Ian's manager. Ian's manager looks like every 80s stereotype rolled into one. (laughs) dude's older with sunglasses inside blonde spiked hair gaudy leather biker jacket all this kind of stuff (laughs) and he asked him if ian would sign it and ian has 150 people in line in front of him and he stops what he's doing and he gets up and he comes over to sign this cow and ian mcdermott just the nicest dude everyone around me is flipping out Like they're just like I need what what are we seriously? Is the Emperor Tim just nonchalantly goes over and gets the Emperor to come over and sign this cow? By the way, of course we had him sign the red area of the cow because what else would you have him do? And he wrote Ian McDermott. The Emperor got a picture (laughs) with Lucas, met Lucas. I got some pictures of him. I already posted them on our Instagram. I was again. I could sp- I could have spit on the cow and then spit on Ian McDiarmid. I would have done neither, but that's just a, a, just so you know You like how to close- spit on
1: a lot of celebrities. Yeah, well, that's a little weird. Yeah,
0: some of them enjoy it. Um, but it was just so it was just so freaking cool that we could just do this and it it wasn't like we were taking advantage of anything it legitimately was for charity like we we, with this this great kid and his parents who'd been through this terrible time they got to meet all these famous people i got to meet those famous people too just because i was going along for the ride i get to introduce myself hang out with lucas's family um some of them do deserve it but not them um but it was just—it was super cool. It was so much fun. I really appreciate Project Wish Upon a Star. I really appreciate Tim Muncy. You should follow him here on Twitch for giving me an opportunity to hang out and do that. Manderson awkwardly waited all the way back at the beginning of the line and was kind of, um, basically gave up after like I don't know, like three people asked him where they could sign up to get autographs from Mad Mickelson, so he because they thought he was a con employee. So he eventually walked away. So Star of the Cow. If you look up hashtag Star of the Cow, you will see this cow, all of its travels. It's it's adventures. It's met all kinds of famous people. It's it's super awesome. So that sounds really cool. We're going to be um, trying to hook up more with Project Wish Upon a Star and Tim, trying to do some more charity stuff for the Crusaders. So overall, Silicon Valley, lots of fun. I think that, that baby's starting to cry means we're about going to wrap it up for this week's episode. So you can introduce yourself so you can go take care of the baby. Caitlin
1: Barry was fun hanging out with you guys. Yes. Sort
0: of. My name is David Barry at drberry on varying social media platforms eh, eh. you're gonna go get the baby <laughs> I'm
1: literally going now there's dogs I got it
0: <laughs> if you are sh- looking for anything related to the cableless Crusaders you can find it at the Todd your timing is impeccable because the episode is now over dare you to cover your face with your hair entirely without hands I mean that's it's not it's not even remotely difficult when you got 12 years of hair you got going on. So you can find anything related to the Capeless Crusaders at thekblcrusaders.com. Ice cream is coming because I'm about to go get some ice cream after we finish this. Very thank you. Uh, special thank you to our sponsors, Computer Booter, local computer repair, Retro Video Game Lounge, Empire's Comics, local comic book, Haven Pugs and Hot Sauce. None not necessarily related. Um for the Capable Crusaders, my name is David Berry at drberry on varying social media platforms. For Son of Mander, aka Manderson, in the chat, Amy, IJ, New Robot on varying social medias. Tom at Tall Dark Not Ugly on everything. On everything is Steve's the Azorian one. Curtis at Calm Down Warning at Existential Romeo. Man, when no one else is here except for me, just listing all the names it is tiring, dude. I don't want to do that ever again. You guys need to start getting back in studio. Anyway. For the Cables Crusaders, good night.